FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey, everybody, welcome to. That's weird. I was it's backwards. <laughs> Is that okay to have it backwards? Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to episode 193 of the podcast that goes snicked. We go snickety snack, frontwards and backwards, backwards yes. and frontwards. And that, that little stall. <laughs> <laughs> that little stall at the beginning was because, you know. Podcast is an aureal or auditorial, I don't know, genitorial uh, <laughs> medium. And, um, but visually, you know, I always have a set up in a certain way where I see the, I can see the audio. So I can know like if something's going wrong or if something's too loud. I, I can tell from the waveforms. And, or if we're on the same channel. Yeah, or as occasionally sometimes, um, Stuff doesn't get hooked up right, and we're, we're I'm recording just through one mic, and I have two set up. But um, anyway, this time somehow the wires got crossed um, in my hurried attempt to put up and set up from last time. So um, I'm on top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> so our tracks are vice versa. Uh, the the mic cables, the XLRs, got criss crisscrossed, made you jump, jump. And, um, yeah, so anyway, that's why I was surprised, because I was like, I was talking, but I was seeing stuff in Denise's track. No, that's just because I'm on top and you're on bottom yes, tonight. that's right. Yes. Anyway, we have a b- 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 bonus episode. Bonus. Yeah, go ahead and <laughs> sniff right in that microphone. <laughs> Sorry. But August, as usually does, or not, maybe usually is too strong of a word, though who's counting? Anyway, August this year had five Wednesdays, so we had a fifth week for comics, and um, with that came all-new Wolverine Annual number one. So that's going to be the focus of this b- 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 bonus episode. But before we get there, do you, uh-huh. you want to answer a listener question? Um, sure, but would you like to tell people who we are first? Didn't I already do that? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure... Anyway, we're, if I didn't, we're Jason and Denise Venable, as usual. And and if he did, I'm sorry. I'm sick. Yes. <laughs> He's sick of me. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- there was a listener question. Um, a few episodes back, I did a b- b- another, we're bonusing all over the place. Um, <laughs> another b- b- bonus flashback episode on the Excalibur uh, Special Edition. Because there was a photograph of Wolverine that Kitty Pride was looking at. And so I just gave some brief thoughts on it because I needed, I needed an episode, so I did it. Well, someone asked me, why did I not do the exact same thing for Excalibur number one, which pretty much has Kitty reenacting the same scene, where she's lamenting that the X- X-Men are quote-unquote dead, she's looking at a photograph of the X-Men, including Wolverine, and pining over their memory, and um, it's almost like like shot for shot. And you know, to answer the question, I meant to. <laughs> Oops. And I just kind of forgot to read it, and then that kind of section of my reading got put on the back burner as I was getting ready for some other stuff, and 
I read it the other night. I was like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that. So anyway, really, other than a difference in the synopsis, you can go listen to that episode and all my thoughts are exactly the same. The Wolverine appearance is pretty much exactly the same. I enjoyed it to the same level, which I won't spoil. If you want to know how much I did or didn't enjoy Excalibur, go listen to the episode. Anyway, that's 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 the only reason. I had, there's nothing, you know, philosophical or anything. I just forgot. I was going to do it, and I didn't. <laughs> so there you go. For shame. For shame. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about new stuff. New stuff. All new stuff. I All only dash do new. new stuff. <laughs> that's not. You've been on flashbacks before. Like twice. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it is Cameron's gig. <laughs> and Cameron and I gig. can't exist in the same. No, the worlds cannot plane. collide. Yeah, but um. Anyway, we're gonna talk about all new Wolverine Annual Number One. Are you ready? Let's do it, listeners. Are you ready? Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> they whispered. That was sweet. All right, here we go. Okay, so all new Wolverine has an annual, and we're gonna talk about it. This, of course, is written by our regular writer, our regular all-new writer, Tom Taylor, with art by Marcio Takara. Matt Lopez does the colors. VCs Corey Pettit Woo-hoo. does the letters. That's all you get from sick Denise Corey. My, my head hurts. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Production designed by Manny Medeiros, and the cover is by Cameron Stewart. And on the cover, we basically have a Reservoir Dogs homage. Oh, is that what that is supposed uh-huh. to be? Yeah, I actually pulled it up on your phone if you wanted yeah, to see Yeah, I noticed it. that. Yeah. Um, so we have in a nice brown-orangey tone. We have Gabby with a gun over her shoulder. Wolverine front and center. We have Spider-Gwen off to the side. And Jonathan, the invincible Wolverine in the bottom. And, of course, they're all wearing their Tarantino shades. Eh. The Reservoir Dogs poster's cooler. Well, yeah, it's, it's classic, but this is still pretty good. I like this cover quite a bit. Well, Jack from the Intercomics podcast agrees with me, so, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if they were emulating Reservoir Dogs, they could have done it a straight, better. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to be like a straight copy. They were just invoking it. It doesn't, but... Uh, I'm sorry, it, it doesn't, unless you were just, had you not said, I would have never put the two oh. together. Well, I always said it because I put the two together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just are probably not as big of a Tarantino fan as I am. No, so. I'm not. In fact, yeah. I'll probably get shunned, but I can't stand Kill Bill. Mm, that's too bad. <laughs> Sorry for all of y'all who just went, oh. <gasps> No, I I don't think it's widely regarded as his best, but I think a lot of people still like it. I like it. I like I like it as the Didn't two he together. Did Dust Till Dawn too? He did part of Dust Till Dawn, <laughs> and the part he did is great. The part he did not do is terrible. <laughs> and what part's great and what part? Right. Well, the part that feels like Tarantino when they're in like the hotel and there's all mostly dialogue. Right. All snazzy Tarantino dialogue. That's uh, that's him. And then when you get to the bar, 
it is taken over by Robert Rodriguez, and it gets all Robert Rodriguezified, and just kind of gets dumb. But I <laughs> see, I will lose some Craig's. I'm not a big Rodriguez fan. I think some of the stuff is kind of fun, tongue in cheek. I really think everything you should do should just be like cut down to trailer size, and then I can maybe stomach it better. <laughs> I just get that's till dawn, the thirty second. <laughs> yeah, no, do Tarantino's part, and then do like two minutes of Robert Rodriguez's part, and it's a fine short film. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of his in general. I don't, I'm on, I'm lukewarm. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. I'm just kind of eh. Okay, so let's get back to comics. Yes, only Wolverine number one. Well, I love the Reservoir Dogs homage cover. Though I was kind of curious what Spider-Gwen was doing, that she's in a different universe. But we will find out. So what happens in this book? So how do we start off? Gabby is... In the Bronx. Wait, hang on. No, you don't know what you're trying to do, so don't do it. <laughs> I see the wheel spinning. Hang I knew he was curious that um, so Gabby is making uh, Jonathan a costume to protect his secret identity because Jonathan, the Wolverine that lives with Gabby, is, is gonna too be a obvious. Hero. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um, so we have Gabby has like a fast food cup, then Jonathan has a food bowl that I guess has Wolverine food in it. I don't know. <laughs> With a but carrot then there's also and a two, a two liter of Coke and a raw carrot sitting on the floor. So I have no idea what's going on here, dietarily speaking. <laughs> Maybe the carrot and the Diet Coke is for Gabby. I think it's red. I don't think it's diet. Most diet drinks are silver or gray on the label. Okay, whatever. The soda is for <laughs> Gabby. Well, then who's the fast food cup for? It's G- Gabby's refilling her fast food cup. From the two liter? Yeah. Oh, we've all done that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you've done it. Oh, I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I really like the uh we moved to a, a panel of orange half tone in the background and uh Jonathan sticking out his tongue to the side. It's very cute. There's a big flash of light from the other More room. of a flash. Flash. Which is either a different sound Shh, or Elmer Fudd saying flash. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch The Flash on WB <laughs> or C-Dub or what, what What are they called now? I don't know. The C-Dub. Yeah, the C-Dub. Or C-W. C-W. C-Wabbit. C-Wabbit. <laughs> anyway, Gabby runs to Laura's room and Laura, or looks or like Laura. It? She jumps out the window. <laughs> she She goes, stay back. Jumps out the window, makes little like Spider-Man. Yeah, she makes spider hands. Yeah, and then goes, huh? Oh no! I love, so I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before she crashes and lands on the car, then when she's doing the spider thing, it's like a solid, and then like a ghost hand. Uh-huh. So you get the idea if she's like flipping her wrist back and forth. It reminded me of the seed from the, uh, the first Spider-Man movie. What's his name? Toby. Toby McGuire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he goes. Go, Web, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of Looney Tunes. Uh-oh. And not the only reference that only reminded me of Looney Tunes. No, this whole book but, um, reminds me of Looney Tunes. It reminds me of like when they kind of run off a cliff 
And I kind of like get stuck in the air for a second. And I try to run back and they can't. And then they fall. Yeah. And that's what this reminded me of. Because even then there's like almost like a pause where she's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> when she realizes she has no webs. And, and she splats on the hood of the car and she is mangled. Yep. She says, ow. Yeah. Gabby, of course, runs downstairs. Um, Laura, Wolverine is surprised that her healing factor, she can like feel it, which is an interesting way because, you know, we don't get that kind of new power with this very often. Like, no. So the idea of this, I don't, this is weird. I was going on with my body. Like, well, and I love the way it's drawn. Like, she's all deformed. Yeah, her fingers are all like uh, the lady from, um, Cloak and dagger. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I love is Gabby's like, let's go inside before you freak people out. Yeah. But she says, she reveals something here at the end. She says, my name is Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Why do you keep calling me Laura? And then the very next page, well, we get, and I love the colors in this. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. So we get a rocker chick. Yeah. I'm not reading this book. I think that's Mary Jane. Well, I was going to say, the band is called the Mary Janes. Yeah. And Gwen is the drummer. Yeah. And they're I like, like their little outfits. Yeah. Because they're stripes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like <laughs> Jason stripes. Jason has a thing for stripes. I do have a thing for stripes. And they're like, The hey, Bill Murray movie. I love how they say, you know, traditionally after a drummer counts to four, <laughs> they start drumming. Yeah. So I can imagine, like, that was a great setup. One, two, three, four. And then the, the switch happens. The uh, Freaky Friday happens in, on the count of four. And then I, love I love the panel yeah, of, of Gwen. Like, just kind of flailing the drumsticks around. Like, um, everything's all kind of purple and green. And then she slams the sticks through the tom. Yep. And then they're like, are you kidding me? Give me the drumsticks. But she can't. They're stuck to her hand. So then she's just like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, drum nerd, um, don't really appreciate that the drums seem to change. Like in this panel, the tom is very much like it is a traditional kind of rack tom that's taller than it is wide. But then when she smashes it, it looks more like a snare drum. Oh, I don't like the fact that in one panel there's no mics and in another panel the mics sit <laughs> next to it and on another panel the mics are like attached to the drums. Yes. Yeah. But now, anyway, is that how you would really mic a drum? What, attached it to the drum? Yeah. Yeah, the set I just got uh, last year would do that. Oh, okay. It's much more convenient than trying to put mic on a stand. Oh, okay. So anyway, Gwen... And I say Gwen in finger quotes. Finger quotes. Runs off. Runs off and she says, Runs oh, into her dad. where are you going? So she gets in the car, but her strength is more than she can, yes, or knows so, what to do with. So she breaks the car window and she closes the door. Yeah, so just like Gwen didn't realize that Laura's body had a healing factor and didn't know how to cope with it, um, Laura's not used to having the proportionate strength of a spider. So she just kind of shutting the door like a normal person a little bit in a hurry but she uses their spider strength and yeah the glass all breaks the dad Captain Stacy's like Gwen what the hell he's like so that happened yeah he's actually really cool about it yeah now it it does look like she's got glass sticking out of her arm 
Yeah, that'd be weird because I don't know if she necessarily has. I know Spider-Man heals faster than normal people, but he doesn't have like specifically like this hardcore healing factor that Laura's used to. In well, fact, that's quite a story point. Yeah. As we move through it. So anyway, her dad takes her home. There's a knock at their door, and this and Reed Richards is at the door, and he's he trying, knows what's going on. Yeah, but he's trying to play it cool. So he's like, hey, Gwen, why don't you go upstairs and get your outfit? Yeah, you know, your Spider-Woman suit, Gwen, from your room, which is upstairs. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you. And you can tell, I think her dad knows something's up. Because he just says, Gwen, whatever this is, I'm here for you when it's over, okay? I'm not going to be in the comic anymore. Nope. (laughs) This is my exit scene. So remind me to give you a hug later. <laughs> right. So they get in a fantastic car or a little ship or whatever. And they have three hours, three hours to figure out the energy source and, and unfreaky Friday themselves or they'll be stuck. I want to know how he Science. knows that there's only three hours. And I want to know how he knows that this anomaly didn't come from his time, that it came from Laura's time. Laura's universe, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Laura's he, universe. He knows because science. That's not an answer. Sure it is. No. How long have you been reading comics? <laughs> A long time. I want harder answers than that. Well, you're not going to get it. There's, this, there's no hard science in this story. I mean, even if he said, it's like punching a piece of paper through a a pencil through uh-huh. a piece of paper. Yeah. You know, there's an obvious inter, you know, exit and entry pathway that the pencil takes. And by that, I figured out it's on this side. Okay. But they don't explain that. No. So. It just says, you and Wolverine freaky Friday. Right. But if I'd be all like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know you're not sending me over there? My time's going to run out and then I'm going to be this lumpy mess. Well, because he knows. He knows that she's Wolverine and she knows that she's supposed to be Wolverine and she's not. She's in Spider-Woman's body. What? They have a Marauder's map? I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Oh, there's Laura. Or should be Gwen. How does he know that Laura is Gwen and Gwen is Laura? Science. No. <laughs> Anyway, so he sends um, Laura Gwen back to our universe. And where Gabby is trying to figure out... What's going on. Yeah, with Gwen Laura. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently, when Wolverine hits her head or hurts her head... I think this is a figment of Gwen's imagination. I hope so. I think Spider-Ham was one of the Web Warriors, and Gwen's part of the Web Warriors. And so this is Wolverhampton, and it's a pig like Spider-Ham, dressed in a little Wolverine costume. He gets a little snicked. Um, And I guess Wolverhampton is a city in England. I will defer to the Intercomics crew to verify that. No, Hampton is a city in England. Oh, so Wolverhampton's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I love geography or geology, <laughs> whichever one that is. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> that one is the study of places and the other is the study of rocks. rocks. <laughs> the earth would probably be the better non climature for that. I'm sorry. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's like, well, yeah, I know that, but why? <laughs> like this one. Uh, Wolverhampton says, I'm assuming it's the only Wolverine and pig. Poor man, too, your subconscious could come up with on such short notice. I love how it's a figment of her imagination, but the stupid Wolverine could spell it. Huh? Jonathan the Wolverine is spelling the pig. Oh, uh, yeah, and they joke about that. He's like, also, I think this Wolverine wants to eat me. Which, considering I only exist in your subconscious, is pretty disconcerting. But they're saved by the bell. There's a knock on the door. Gwen's body shows up. Laura and Gwen meet. I love this panel. It's like a purple and white half-tone background. Gabby and Jonathan are looking at him like, this is weird. I love how the whole time Jonathan still has his little, like, eye decoder or uh, disguise on. His domino mask. Yes. Then the beginning of his costume. We'll see the rest of his costume later. It's pretty awesome. Um, but why, you know, this is a good time to ask you, what do you think we've not had Spider-Gwen on the episode with you before? What do you think of her costume? I wonder how she gets all of her hair in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think of the design? I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty neat costume. I do think it's a little weird that she's got teal shoes with a red top. I know. Accent colors. Mm. Um, it makes them look like slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Laura in Gwen's body says, I was standing right here. So the blast had to come from over there. And they look across the alley. They teach each other how to use each other's powers. I do like that. Yeah, Laura's like, swing on over. You got webs. And she's like, I'll just walk. <laughs> so they kick in the door. Um, Laura, uh, Laura Gwen kicks it too hard. The door smashes in and breaks the machine. Um, Laura, Laura Gwen tells Gwen Laura <laughs> to, to track him with her sniffer. Follow your nose. And they do. Um, so she runs around sniffing the sidewalk, basically. Like a uh, dog. Yeah. And they explain their powers to each other. Laura's like, it's weird that she webs. And Gwen's like, your claws come out of your hands and feet? I love how... I'm never doing that. <laughs> Glenn, Gwen, Laura, explains to Laura Gwen... Or you you understand. I love how Wolverine explains to Gwen. You know when you get like a paper cut? <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever had a paper cut on the webbing of your fingers or toes? And she says, no, that sounds horrible. Well, this is knives coming out of there. <laughs> She's like, oh. never doing that. <laughs> right. But... Wolverine's like, Spider-Woman, use your strength to rip open these steel doors. And she does. And they go in. Um, <laughs> and Laura experiences spider sense. Uh, something's happening, like alarms going off in my head. And that's a really cool panel, too. It's all in red with a light outline on the characters. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, spider sense. And Spider-Gwen's like, what? 
then they get flame torch, but they're busting each other out. Um, spider Wolverine gets mad at Wolverine Spider for putting, like, trying to block. It's like, your brain's invincible. You still have a healing factor. That body doesn't. Yeah. So let mm, this body that you're used to taking punishment, go ahead and let that keep happening. Yeah. Then uh, the Red Hornet shows up. Yeah. Says, what are you doing in my nest? Um, you shouldn't be here. She shoots her Iron Man hands at him. Um, misses the first time. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh yeah. She, she, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. She yeah. shoots her Iron Man. And we get a nice thwip. So this is the podcast that goes nicked and thwip. Um, but uh, Laura, Spider, whoever, does miss the Hornet. Uh, but... She does use her web, and then she uses it again. It actually makes him, the hornet crash. Um, and there's some punishment doled out. I love this scene. Yeah. So the hornet shoots Gwen's body into a brick wall, which pisses Gwen and Laura's body right off. Um, she doesn't know. She says, I don't know what you've done or how you're doing this, but, but she decides, you know, maybe I will pop the claws, but she's real mad. She's got her finch, her fist, her fist clenched, and she, we get a snicked off panel, and you see that her hands are right by her face. Well, and it's funny because uh, Laura Spider says, move your fists away from your face, you'll... And then snicked. You- <laughs> and then we have a close-up on Laura uh, Laura Gwen's face, like, mm. And then the red mm. hornet goes, oh, my, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, throws up in her armor. And then they confront each other. Why are you doing this? I'm the red hornet. You attacked my workshop. <laughs> you fired a beam into my apartment. No, I fired a beam into Wolverine's apartment. But Wolverine's a small, hairy, angry guy, not, who is this? Who are y'all? And she's like, I'm Wolverine now. Oh, Logan's dead. Oh. Oh. Uh, I've been down here a long time. Well, then I with like, no internet. She's like, I need to move her claws out of her head so she can heal. <laughs> yeah. We get a nice off-panel schluck. And they pull uh, Gwen Wolverine, Gwenarine's claws out of her face. Um, says, how do you know where my Logan lived? And his address was on Reddit, which I guess is a play on Reddit. And so... She explains that Logan Wolverine killed her dad, the original Hornet. Which, sure, I guess. I don't remember, but he probably did. He killed lots of people. He killed lots of bad guys. I'm assuming the Hornet was probably a bad guy. I also love how when she's reminiscing of her uncle. As a kid, she oh, spelled her, out... I'm sorry, you're right. It's her uncle, not her dad. Yeah. She spells out precocious. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Gwen wakes up in Laura's body, sees Wolverhampton again. Um, he's floating in the air. He's like, whoa, your brain's pulling itself together. Take it easy. Um, you tried for a spectacular and selfless act of heroism, but accidentally just stabbed yourself in the head. Oops. Yeah. And then um, Hornet spray paints an X on the floor, works out the coordinates, flashes... Um, Gwen back to her universe and says, all right, so the consciousness is going to follow after I flash Laura. Like, I'll shoot the consciousness back to where this X is. So you'll be in your dimension in this spot. 
then Wolverine's body will stand on the X in this dimension. And I'll shoot you both. One of your bodies will go back to where it belongs. Then the next beam will transfer the brains. Again, science. <laughs> but we have a panel where Wolverine gets, her body gets flashed. There's a whole panel with no action, no words, just kind of smoke coming off of her body. And Hornet's like, uh, so, uh, who's in there? And she says, it's me, it's me. Uh, the person who should be in this body. They introduce their, themselves for real. Laura's like, okay, well, no blood, no foul. I mean, no, I think I got snicked in the face. Still kind of numb up in my cheeks. I wonder if it's like Novocaine. Yeah, yeah, probably. But then uh, she flashes Wolverine home. And we see Jonathan's whole costume. It has the original Wolverine stripes on the side. Love it. <laughs> and Gabby just kind of stares at Laura off panel. Eventually gets some kind of sign. Then it's, it's Laura in her own body and she cheers. I Okay, so there's a part that we didn't talk about that I, I love. Because okay. Gabby and Jonathan start, they're with Laura and Gwen, like, on the trail of who did this to them. Oh, yeah, and Laura sent him home. And Laura sends him home, and it's funny because Gabby gets upset. And Laura says, look, if there's switcheroo of bodies, I really don't want to be in the body of a furry wolverine. <laughs> yeah, or a teenage girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was I, pretty good. I love that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Then we have a sketchbook at the end. We have some ske- black and white sketches by Iguara, which... Of the art we've seen from him so far, which I think you've liked more than me, but I thought was yeah. okay. But these sketches are his best work. Oh yeah, I I love the uh, he. Top I love to see him right do a, the a lower book left. of just him with black and white pencils. Oh yeah, I think it'd work better. It'd be really moody and work really well. And of course, we have some old David Lopez sketches, which you know my feelings on him, how much I loved his run on this book. We have some Marcio Takara sketches, including Squirrel Girl and Spider-Gwen. And then some sketches from David Navarro, who was the original colorist. So, cool to see that he drew some sketches of Gabby. Um, and then we get a special sneak preview of the next artist for the next storyline. A sketch by Nick Barella, who I'm not familiar with. And maybe it's Barea, I'm not sure. But, anyway. Um, it looks like it might be pretty decent art. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to point out about this story that I meant to mention up front and I forgot. Obviously, in the last regular issue of All New Wolverine, we had a cliffhanger where Gabby was dead and or not dead. Right. Um, obviously, this kind of takes place just kind of loosely before that sometime. Except where? Yeah. So annuals are not always real tight in continuity. So that's a Marvel tradition. So that's fine. But I do want to point that out in case you're like, whoa, when did she come back? Well, she didn't <laughs> yet. But um, but she's in this story, and we love having her. So what do you think of the art? I think it was uh, middle of the road. There were some parts that I thought were a little hokey. Um, okay. It's definitely cartoony, but I love yeah. it. I, and, I, and it made just a bit of a hair cartoony. There are certain parts, and I think it's because they were trying to do Gwen's face and Laura's body. And so there were parts that I thought Laura's lips were a little Angelina Jolie-ish, but... Oh, I didn't really catch any of that, but that's cool. I thought the book looked great. I love Takara's art. I think it fits kind of 
the fun Wolverine stories. Yeah. And I love Lopez's colors with it. I think they're a really good team together. I, I did really enjoy the colors. Yeah. So I thought the book looked great. What do you think of the story? Um, I think it was a fun, lighthearted. It's a throwaway. Yeah. And it's kind of dumb, but it was very entertaining. Yeah, it would be one that I would suggest if your friends have it, just borrow it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially with the uh, the extra dollar on the price tag. But um, no, it, I I really enjoyed it. But it's 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 a pretty silly story. I mean, it's it's Freaky Friday with Wolverine and Spider Gwen. So yeah, I mean that is what it is. But there are a lot of funny moments, and of course I love the art. So um. Yeah, any other thoughts on it? Nope. All right, when are you going to grade all-new Wolverine annual number one? I'm going to give it four out of six. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of in between a four and a five, I think. I'll Okay, so I'll tell you why I gave it a four and not okay. a five. Okay. Because I do feel like it's a throwaway. I don't think it's worth... Four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. No, and so that's why I'm giving it a four, because I don't want someone to go, ooh, they gave it a five, run out by and go, uh-uh. <laughs> I would, speaking of which, you know, we have a steady 30 to 40 people that listen to the show and then it kind of fluctuates from there. Some episodes are higher or whatever. I'd be curious if any of you ever don't buy the books. Here are grades. And if we give it a good grade, you're like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. If that's ever happened, whether it be small or whether you've done it a couple of times, whatever, even once, just let us know. I would really like to know that. Yeah. Be very curious. Or vice versa. If you were kinda of, if any of you have ever waited to buy a book until after I reviewed it, I would like to know that too. Yeah, and if and you so like like, oh, they're giving extraordinary X Men terrible marks. I'm never buying that book and we changed your mind, like scared you away from it. <laughs> well, sorry, Marvel. But um let us know. Yeah. I don't that's not like a power trip like ego thing. Like I don't really care if like my opinion is that valuable i'd just be really curious if any of you because i know some of you listen to the show that don't necessarily read the books you kind of just want to keep up with what's going on with wolverine and you kind of listen to the podcast and just so you can kind of be in the loop so do you ever go oh they gave it horrible marks glad i didn't buy that one right right or maybe i should check that out later. yeah but anyway so so it's not to like make me feel powerful or good but I would just be really curious if if no, our opinions, it, as shabby as they are, have ever influenced your buying decisions. It would be interesting to know the answer because, like this one, I think somebody would really enjoy reading it, but there is no point in buying it. If you know somebody <laughs> who has it, just borrow yeah, it. And get the code. Get the yeah. code. Right. Borrow it, read it, and dump it. No, give it back to them. Well, that's what I mean. Like, don't stick it on your coffee table. Right. But anyway, I guess I'm going to end up. It was it was pretty silly. And the science doesn't. The plot. Like, the plot best makes really science, no sense. It's all no about sense. just character interaction. And that part I loved. And I love the art. Didn't really. The plot, like I said, is kind of shallow, flimsy. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to give it four out of six claws. But a very strong four out of six claws. Like I had a lot of fun. It was fun to read. 
But I was also glad it wasn't my five dollars that bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> well anyway, that's all new Wolverine annual number one. Woohoo! Yay. Yay. All right, real quick, we also have a uh, bonus Civil War two update. Um, old Man Logan appears briefly in Uncanny Avengers number 13. This is... Don't Do the Crime. Written by Gary Dugan. Art by Ryan Stegman. Colors by Richard Eisenhove. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Uh, Stegman and Eisenhove did the cover. And this cover is pretty sweet. Um, it's kind of a green, smoky background, kind of hazy. And then almost completely in shadow, we have Cable, you know, with his little eye glow. But he also has a bloody Captain America shield. It's, a, it's a really just dark, um, kind of violent. There's a, some extra, like I said, a bloody shield. But um, it's a pretty great, menacing cover. Really enjoyable. Um, so basically, uh, Old Man Logan is in the scene where Deadpool is recapping where Hawkeye shot Banner. Of course, we remember that from Civil War Two. Um, yeah, and you know, Dugan has a pretty good handle on Deadpool. He he writes a Deadpool that I can can read, <laughs> and I won't. Won't nail my Deadpool opinions into the ground, but, um, you know, some people can do him in a way that's not too annoying, and some people, not so much. Oh, Wolverine is also in the background in this scene. Um, so we have Old Man Logan and Wolverine. Yeah, that's cool. So anyway, the first part of this story is really just a bromance between Deadpool and Hawkeye. They don't really like each other, but Deadpool's gonna bust him out of jail. And of course, when he gets there, and by the way, the great sequences of him busting into into jail to bust Hawkeye out. And of course, Hawkeye turns it down. I mean, Deadpool brings like a bag, got a new passport, lots of money, a whole new identity for Clint to get loose. Then Clint says no. And they kind of come up with a newfound respect for each other. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye says, I used to hate you, hated your body count, but now I get it. You're just making the hard choices. Do you ever regret it? And Deadpool looks down and says, Sometimes, I have good news. It gets better. Your first kill is always the hardest. As you keep killing, it will get easier. Every new body that you drop lands a little quieter. You'll go from sweepless nights to sweeping like a baby. Don't give up. You'll be the new Punisher in no time. Which I thought that was really funny. And Clint just kind of laughs it off. Um... And give each other a handshake. Deadpool breaks out. So the guards are like going crazy because there's a breakout. But Hawkeye's still in his cell. Um, Deadpool meets a Beachhead from G.I. Joe. <laughs> you know, just some guy in a ski mask. On a raft. And they, they scoot off. Um, Medusa and Captain America are having a talk in New Adelan. Um, Ulysses has seen a vision where Cable and some of the X-Men um, start a war, and there's lots of casualties. 
So Captain America says, I'll handle this. And this is kind of the second half of the book. It says, I, I'll handle this. It confronts Cable on his way on a mission. And Cable says, dude, I'm taking a vacation. And um, they kind of have a standoff. Um, Cable is very kind of rough and gruff like Cable is. Um, says, if you got to try to do something, do something. Otherwise, I'm leaving. And um, says, maybe it's time I became a solo act again. See you around. I don't start wars. I finish them. And guns are trained on him. And Cap says, stand down. They fly off. And turns out, Rogue's on the plane with them. And it's not a vacation, as if we didn't know. Um, it is a mission. Um, and Cable says, well, I guess we're doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> must be on the right path if Ulysses thinks um, something bad's going down. Um, so they're going to do something. They're looking for a, a possible cure for the T-Mist, of course. Um, and their team is going to be Cable, Rogue, Sebastian, Shaw, and Toad. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, art is amazing. I'm a huge Stegman fan. The beginning of this book, like this volume of Uncanny Avengers, was not my favorite version of his art. But I think maybe, I don't know if it was just rushed or he was trying something different. But I love Ryan Stegman and the art in this book is fantastic. So he's back to, to true form. And that sounds shitty. That's not how I mean it. Because his art, even when I didn't love it, was still better than most people. <laughs> like I still liked it a lot. It just wasn't the Stegman I was used to, the Stegmanosaurus. But um, anyway, it's great in this book. The colors are great in this book. It's a great book. It's really fun. I enjoyed the bromance with Deadpool and Hawkeye. And the story of Cable going, trying to find, you know, the cure. And the confrontation with Captain America. Everything was great. Um, Stegman drawing Deadpool, by the way. Pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so our Wolverines are barely in it, but they were there for the, the flashback. Um, but I'm going to give Uncanny Avengers number 13 six out of six claws. One of the better Civil War tie-ins, I think. Or some Civil War two tie-ins. Um, I liked it a lot. I loved it. So... You know, back to our previous conversation. If my opinions do ever sway you, go buy this book. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, that's our b -b -b bonus Civil War Two update. Hope you liked it. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 193, which is not quite as much of a b -b bonus as I thought. Oh, sad face. Now, anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode um, focusing on All-New Wolverine, the first annual Annual number one for the new series. So that, that's fun. Um, had a lot of fun reading these books and talking about them. Hope you enjoyed listening to us and or me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's going to do it. Next time, I really am going to quit promising the next episode because the one I've been trying to get, we've had trouble working it out. And that's as much my fault as anyone's. But nonetheless, I feel like I've I've promised the Wolverine number one flashback episode oh I don't know four or five times now and I have yet to deliver it but that's my target so we'll see anyway um please like the Facebook page email us snickcast at yahoo.com twitter is at snickcast and yeah it's gonna do it so until next time hugs and snicks 
Bye-bye. And snap.